Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. That's right, 30-something movie podcast coming at you once again. It is episode number 268, A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Freddy's back. Anyway, Freddy's back. We're going to get to that in just a second, but very, very quickly, spoiler alert, we spoil the movies we talk about. Sometimes we spoil other movies as we're just letting the conversation flow, so just be aware of that. If you have not left us a review on iTunes, please go ahead and do that. Um, we would love a five-star review, but we would love an honest review, so just go ahead and let us know what you're enjoying about the show, or if there's things that you'd like us to change about the show, we will um, we'll factor in all of them, whether we have the power to change them or the time and patience to change them, we'll... we'll you know, we'll see what we can do, but we do want to make it the best show that we can for those who have uh, just given of their time to come and listen. We thank you so much for being here. In fact, before I go on with the rest of my kind of intro spiel here, I do want to say I, I got a notification just today that our little tiny podcast, our group of friends that just loves to talk movies and wanted to share that with whoever else Danged to give their time to listen, uh, found out that we are number 61. We had been number 55 a few days ago, but we are number 61 in the film history section of the iTunes US uh, podcast section. That is outstanding. Uh, um, you know, it's usually the, the uh, U.S. store is the one where it's kind of like the hardest to get up into some of those charts. And so this is just amazing. This is very humbling for us. We just we thank you, everyone, so much for downloading and listening to the show, subscribing to the show. Um, it's just it's it's that I guess that's just one of those ways that we kind of feel like we're, we're doing something that people enjoy. And that's our whole reason for doing it. We're not looking for money. We're not looking for fame. Obviously, we're not looking for fame. We do a movie podcast. Um if you're looking for fame, we'd do something else probably, but we just, we thank you all so much. And, and we really hope you're having a good time. We really hope that we are talking about some movies that you enjoy. Not everybody, not every movie we talk about, maybe your cup of tea, but um, we hope it is for someone out there. Like maybe somebody is looking around and they're saying, Hey, you know what? Pet cemetery. I love pet cemetery. If you love pet cemetery, you might want to not want to listen to our episode on pet cemetery. You, I, you also might want to avoid our episode on Howard the duck. If you're a huge Howard the duck fan, just I'm, I'm thinking back to Dennis and, and his reaction to that whole movie. And you may want to skip that. But regardless, we try to put out the podcast that we hope, uh, you know, we hope maybe there's somebody somewhere saying, hey, I, I don't know that there is a podcast that may talk about uh, Earth Star Voyager. Um, but if there is, let me go see if I can find it. And you will actually find it on our podcast. So thank you so much for all of you who have become a part of this show. Interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, all those different places. Call the voicemail line. Uh, thank you all so much for all that. It's just it's very humbling. And it just we hope that we are able to 
put some of our enjoyment and some of our love of these movies into the episode so that you all have a really good time listening to it, too. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and like I said before, we'd love to hear feedback from you if there are things that uh, you're really enjoying about the show and you'd like us to do more of, you know, please let us know if there's things that you're like, hey, why don't you guys try this out? We would love to hear from you. So please, please let us know. But that was just a really cool thing that we got to see the other day. If you have not yet, please visit our website, 30podcast.com. It's got all the ways that you can interact with us, find all of our past shows. Um, you know, you can, uh, we've got letterboxed as well. We kind of keep track of our past episodes there in a nice visual way that you can see it. But uh, our website has the voicemail line, all that other stuff on it. So uh, if you want to go find some of those things, you'll find them on our website. Um, you know what, in terms of other news, things like that, I don't really have anything right now other than just kind of the big news of us uh, finding out that we were a little bit higher up on those charts. That was pretty awesome. So I am just going to jump right on in to our uh, kind of movie background info on A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. This was released on the 11th of August, 1989, rated R with a runtime of one hour and 29 minutes. Directed by Stephen Hopkins, who also did Predator 2 and the 1998 version of Lost in Space. Producers were Robert Shea and Rupert Harvey. Shea did Frequency and Freddy vs. Jason. Harvey did the 88 version of The Blob and Critters. Writers on this one, Leslie Bohem, who did the story and screenplay. Uh, John Skip did the story and Craig Spector did the story. Bohem did Daylight and Dante's Peak. Skip did Tales of Halloween and Spector did Animals. Cinematography by Peter Levy, who did Predator 2 and Broken Arrow. Music by Jay Ferguson, who also did This Is 40 and NCIS Los Angeles. Budget was $6 million. Box office was $22.2 million. Rotten Tomatoes Critics gives it a 32%. Rotten Tomatoes Audience gives it a 32%. IMDb gives it a 51%. Letterboxd gives it a 48%. CinemaScore did not give it a score. Starring Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Nightmare on Elm Street series and Freddy's Nightmares. Lisa Wilcox was Alice. She was in Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Kelly Jo Minter was Yvonne. She was in The Lost Boys and Summer School. Danny Hassel was Dan. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Erica Anderson was Greta. She was in Twin Peaks and Zandali. Nicholas Mele, I think is how you say it, uh, was Dennis Johnson. He was in I Am Sam and The Goodbye Girl. Joe Seeley was Mark. He was in Armed and Dangerous and Of Light and Darkness. Valerie Armstrong was Mrs. Jordan. She was in Contact and Mouse Hunt. Burr DeBenning died in 2003. Uh, he was Mr. Jordan. He was in The Incredible Melting Man. Clarence Felder was Mr. Gray. He was in The Last Boy Scout. And Beatrice Boppel was Amanda Kruger. She was in Stakeout. His mother was a God-fearing woman. His birth was an unspeakable horror. Please don't let him do that! His life and death have been one incredible nightmare. <laughs> but now all that is going to change because Freddy wants to become a daddy. Wanna make babies? What's wrong with me? You're just a little pregnant. Even if he has to adopt. No! Do unborn babies dream? <laughs> When it comes to chills. It happened while I was awake. When it comes to screams. The party just start. When it comes to pure terror. Bone appetite. <laughs> no one delivers like Freddy. Better buckle up. 
a nightmare on Elm Street 5, the dream child. It's a boy! When it comes to terror, remember, Freddy knows best. 30-something movie podcast. We are here tonight for, uh, it may not be tonight where you are, but uh, it is tonight where we are. And what a good time. A, a nighttime is a great time to talk about dreams, to talk about oh. nightmares. Pat, Maybe. I have a dream. Yes. I have a dream that one day, I don't even know how to finish that. One day I could find a Nightmare on Elm Street movie other than the first one that I actually enjoy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, there are a few. There are a few. But uh, mm, spoiler alert, it's not this one. Yeah. I. I now, that's not to say that there aren't things to enjoy about this one. Because you and I, before we started recording, were having a conversation about the Star Wars prequels. And uh, mm-hmm. made, made a comment and said, I get why some people don't like those movies. I don't get why they hate them. Because right, right. there are, even if you don't, even if it's not a great movie, like, and, and I still really enjoy Attack of the Clones, but that is definitely mm-hmm. my least favorite of all the Star Wars movies. Right. There is still a ton of stuff in that movie that I absolutely love. Yeah. Watching Yoda bust a move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will say, not to the same degree, but I will say with this movie though I did not enjoy the movie itself, there are still things in this movie that I'm like, that was actually kind of cool. Like that. I can, I can get on board with that. Sure. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that stuff. All right. So now we'll have all the, all the talky stuff, all the trailer stuff, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay. So trailer, um, Got through all that stuff. Now, uh, I, I'm going to say again that I, uh, I did this, I think, last week that uh, we were kind of talking, and, and I've uh, borrowed, stolen, you know, lifted, whatever you want to call it, some questions from the book Focus, The Art and Soul of Cinema by Tony Watkins. Right. So uh, thank you again, Tony, for uh, writing the book and, and uh, having those questions available to, to be able to borrow from and, and maybe adapt from. So that's we're, we're going to get started off with uh, kind of following some of those same questions. So I know that before before watching it this time, this was the first time I had watched this movie. I had not seen it before. I'm going to take a wild guess and say same for you. Yeah, yeah, it's a wild guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, first question I got for you is, how does this movie make you feel? Initial reaction when you were watching this movie, when the movie ended, how did you feel? Um, I was going to try and come up with some joke about like falling asleep and all that, but I. I this I would in, in this movie you don't you don't want to fall asleep because that's kind of the yeah. whole point of Freddy Krueger is yeah don't fall asleep oh yeah <laughs> yeah I um what was my reaction to this movie how did it make me feel um unfulfilled just kind of like okay there's characters doing their stuff but what's kind of the What's kind of the point? I mean, I know that I kind of understood the plot and, you know, of what was going on. But, yeah, that was my – how did it make me feel? I just kind of was left with what's, what's the point? Why is this movie getting made? Why should I pay attention to this movie? you got to, like – you got to tell me why I should be paying attention. And I don't think the movie kind of told me why I was paying attention to it. Does that make sense or is that a little too, like, deep – no, no, absolutely. Deep absolutely. thoughts with Pat Canigallo that don't make much sense. And I, now, 
Deep Thoughts with Pat Canigallo. Nightmare on Elm Street 5 made me feel all kinds of itchy inside. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely definitely grew on me like Mm -hmm. a rash. Like a a fungus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I, I think for me fairly similar now i'm I'm actually going to say that the two movies that we've watched in the last couple weeks i had very similar reactions to that if the acting and writing had been better in the movie i would have had a very different reaction to it but i think what really took me out of this movie same as when we talked about pet cemetery last week what really took me out of this movie was the acting and the the very obvious dubbing that was done for the voices and just was, I mean, you want to talk, you can do a movie with a low budget, right? But you really want to try as hard as you can to make sure it doesn't look like it's a low budget movie. Right. And this one, except for, you could tell that they blew their budget on the nightmare sequences. And, and that's fine. I mean, that's, that's one of the things you want to do in a Freddy movie, but right. Oh man, with the the acting and the audio and just it was this this made me wish that I could be watching an after school special. Mm-hmm. That's how the acting made me feel. Uh yes. Yeah. It was, I, I mean it was just it was horrible. Just it yes. was all kinds of bad. I mean you I yeah. I, I don't know how much more I want to say about that. But <laughs> I, I'm right I'm with you. Because I haven't seen, I, I fully admit, I have not seen, other than the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie, the one we watched years ago when we first started this podcast, right. um, and we haven't covered any of the other ones since then, even though there's been you know several that have come out between one and five. Um, wow. We haven't covered any other ones, and I, bits and pieces, I know I've seen some of the other movies. I, I don't know that I've seen them from beginning to end. I probably was a little bit more familiar with, you know, what I've always, I've, I've said on this podcast, I always uh, kind of stayed up late at night and watched TV shows and movies mm-hmm. that I really shouldn't have watched. And right. one of the, one of the things that I used to watch a lot was when I would stay at my grandparents' house, um, they had an RV and, or kind of like a trailer and there was a TV out in the trailer. So I would always ask, you know, instead of sleeping in the house, they kind of lived out on a, uh, out on, surrounded by farmland. Um, instead of staying in the house, I always asked, hey, can I go sleep in the, in the trailer? And sure, go for it. So I'd sleep out there by myself and they had a TV and I would turn that TV on and I would just stay up until all hours of the night watching TV. And I think I ended up watching a lot of the uh, RoboCop TV series. And the other one that I watched a lot of was at the time they had the uh, Freddy's Nightmares TV series. And okay. It was, it, it was kind of this anthology show where they were going through and doing all these different like scary, um, you know, it was a little bit kind of like a Twilight Zone, but Freddy Krueger was your narrator. And, and most of the stories didn't involve him doing something from what I remember, but he was more of a, um, it was a little bit like uh, Tales from the Crypt and you had the Crypt Keeper that would be the, mm-hmm. the narrator that would come in and introduce the story and then it would, you know, go off and it would be some kind of anthology horror story. Um, that didn't really feature him as, as the villain, but mm-hmm. uh, watched a lot of that. And I feel like from what I remember, and, and this is purely based off of a, you know, 11 year olds memory. Mm-hmm. I feel like that TV show was produced at a higher quality than this movie. Okay. And, and they both would have been made at about the same time. And I just, I don't know. There's just things about this movie that the, the production value, the, like some of that stuff just, 
it made it hard to watch. Okay. So that's how this movie made me feel disappointed. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just made me want to go back and watch the first Nightmare on Elm Street. So um, before we keep talking about this one, do you remember, I mean, that was one of the first podcasts we ever did for this show. So we're looking at over four years ago now. Do you remember watching that first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In fact, it was funny when we were having to watch it, I remember going to my brother saying, uh, man, I got to watch the scary. And he's like, you know what, with everything you've seen and you're an adult, I think you're going to find it not as scary as, uh, what you think it's going to be. And then after watching it, that's what I felt like, okay, I'm not as scared as I was, you know, or as I thought I was going to be. That being said, I thought it was kind of a creative at least, well, we better go back and listen, but you know, because I might be like calling shenanigans on myself. But uh, I don't remember like hating the movie. I just remember like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's creative. How they do the dream sequence. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a fun. You know, that's okay. The acting's not the best, and Freddy Krueger's kind of a parodied character. But you know, it, it was kind of before the parody, and everything was in balance. And yeah, it was kind of a scary movie, and cool. That's what I remember from the first one. Mm-hmm. So, and then I never saw two, three, four. I guess this one was five. So I never saw what came afterwards. But yeah, I remember that the first one, I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. And, you know, the way they do it. And that's, that's how dreams are. You know, you can't run in a dream. You're always tripping and falling. And, you know, his arms got really long because the guy's reaching for you in the dream and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I- same thing for me. I mean, I've seen the first one several times. And as a kid, that movie terrified me. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was kind of always my take on it too, was that to me, that's what the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are, is mm-hmm. ways to take those things that you, you know, those those almost kind of common nightmares that people have. You know, you could talk to somebody else, be like, you know that dream where you're running down a hall and you keep tripping, yeah. or as you're running, the hallway just keeps getting longer, or, mm-hmm. you know, that stuff that everybody seems to have some kind of recurring nightmare. Um, right. That's the one thing that even if, even if the Freddy movie is bad, that as long as they do those sequences well in a way mm-hmm. that's a little bit different, in a way that's you know kind of creepy and and plays with the kind of the the humor aspect of of Freddy, that as long as they do that, I'm usually going to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of me for this movie too. Like this movie, I was kind of like, you know what, the movie is not good. It has mm-hmm. some it has some story elements to it that I'm like, okay, that's that's different. Like that's an interesting way to take it. Um, yeah. But I did feel like the, the, the nightmare sequences in this movie, they were still done really well. So that's the one part about this movie that I'm like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah. I got, no, I, I, I figured go, you would be, I figured one of the things that you would latch onto would be like the motorcycle nightmare. Yeah. Like the motorcycle nightmare where all of a sudden he's like, yeah, getting pulled into the bike. And the, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that thing was crazy. And then the diving board that came after the chick and the, and, Oh geez, I can't believe I just, <laughs> hashtag me too sorry right. sorry if there's any kids listening the diving board <laughs> whoops the diving board that came after the uh, the girl and then um um uh oh the comic book that one i was really interested because then he was like i'm a superhero you can't mm-hmm. defeat me ha 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 and then he like i'm like all oh, right man straight up mm-hmm. he won and then freddie comes back and it's just like oh shoot okay yeah so i i thought those were good but i but again i was kind of like how can I say this in a concise way? What I said before was, you know, where it was kind of, I was hard pressed to be like, okay, why am I caring about that? Maybe because it's like, okay, here we go again. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, and maybe this happens with, with any 
movie that just has had too many sequels. It's like, okay, why am I, why am I still caring? Like, how come this is ha- still happening? Pirates of the Caribbean. It was like, okay, Jack Sparrow, it was really awesome in the first movie, but now we're, we've had five installments of Jack Sparrow and there's been no, nothing's advanced the plot. And so that's kind of like where I get with you, it, you know, like the dream sequences, those were really cool. But in watching the movie, it was kind of like, what, why, why am I caring about this? And Freddie, like, how come he keeps coming back? You know, was it that the one where the, oh, wasn't the first one where the convertible popped up and the top of it mm-hmm. was like, okay. Yeah. It was so, like, his, it was the same color as his sweater, the stripes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, I guess it's like, did they ever explain like, how does he keep coming back? You know, like Freddie's like, aha, I'm back. And even at the end of this one, you know, the kids are singing the song, but it's like, okay, I, I'm just not, I'm just going to turn off if, if, okay, he's always going to find a way back. Tell me how, how does that work? Ex- explain it explain it give me you know because if everything's lost and he's just going to keep haunting people well okay then game over who cares i'm going to lose no matter what i do you know but i like james t kirk do not believe in the no win scenario so i mean how how does he keep coming back so yeah and i think i think part of that is in the movies that we didn't see um and i'm i'm just doing this completely off of off of memory so i'm not sure if i'm going to fully get this here but um in the movies that we didn't see, I believe that, oh, I want to see, um, I want to say Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is mm-hmm. called The Dream Warriors. Okay. And it's, I, I think that it's the original girl that was in the first Nightmare on Elm Street, but she's an adult now. And okay. she's working in, I want to say she's working in a hospital or a, or an asylum and some of the patients are I'm probably getting some of this wrong, but some of the patients are starting to have nightmares and Freddie comes back through their nightmares, through their mm-hmm. dreams. And she ends up teaching them through using these native American methods of uh, channeling and, and controlling your own dreams and, and, you know, being able to take control of the visions that you're seeing. Uh, she's able to have them kind of fight back against Freddie. Okay. And so then I, I think that's, that's either, I think that's three. I don't remember what four is necessarily. Um, but the idea is I think by the time, by the time you get to four, I think that the, the main girl, the one who's pregnant in this one, I think she was the main character in four. I think four was called the dream master. Okay. And uh, she's, she's kind of a, I want to say she's kind of a side character in okay. the four movie. And he's kind of using her, and her dreams and her nightmares to kind of come back into the world again. Okay. And however they end up defeating him, I, like I said, I haven't seen, I don't remember having seen four. I might've seen bits and pieces. Um, but however they end up defeating him in four, then he, I guess he's kind of done. Um, but then when you find out that she's pregnant and, and now he's able to come back through the baby, um, that somehow mm-hmm. this is tied in with, her abilities that she learned or, or gained through one of the other movies that somehow that's being passed on to her baby. And so there's like this tether or this, there's this connection between Freddie's nightmare world and the, the dreams of the baby. And, and so that's why, that's why you get that discussion later on of like, do babies dream and how much do right. they dream? Okay. And, right. you know, and, and that was one of the parts that I thought was kind of clever. I'm like, okay, so if you're going to find a way, if, if you've reached a point where the high school kids aren't scared of him anymore, necessarily mm-hmm. because they know how to fight him 
then what's a way that you can bring him back where the person who's who's the connection to bringing him back can't fight back because they're not able to yet. Um, mm-hmm. So that I thought was kind of interesting, but by the time you hit this movie, and, and like I said, I don't really think I've seen too much of two, three, and four is, well, he's not scary anymore then. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I know in the first movie and in the other movies, you have kind of this, you know, Freddie is kind of this, he's this killer. He was a, a, I think he was a child molester, you know, all this, all this stuff. And, but he's also funny. Like he's got all these kind of one-liners and these quips that he throws out. But then by the time you get to this movie, it's almost like he's not scary anymore. Yeah. Like it's what, what's the, what's the point if Freddie is, you know, in one point of the movie, when Freddie gets overtaken by the uh, inmates in the asylum and right. I'm like, wait a minute, I, I thought Freddie was kind of, I thought he was kind of in control of the nightmare world. If he's not in control of it and he can be taken down even temporarily by other people within this nightmare world, then why is he scary anymore? Right. So right. that was kind of what hit me with this one was I'm, I'm not, you get to these nightmare sequences and they're interesting because of the special effects that's being done, the practical effects that's being done with it and all that. And the creativity to come up with, okay, well, how are we going to, what's this person's nightmare? Like, how are we going to adapt this to this person and their personality and and that kind of stuff? That to me is, is interesting, but it's not necessarily scary anymore. Right. Right. And that's what I want. Like I want someone like Freddie to be sure he can, he can make those little one liner jokes, but at the same time, I want him to be somebody who's genuinely scary. And he was not scary mm-hmm. at all in this movie. It was more of a, like you said, it's more of a parody. Right. So, um, would you, I, I'm a, I know the answer to this one too. Would you watch this movie again? Nah. No, I didn't think so. I, I won't be watching it again either. Um, yeah, it just, I, for me, same as, same as what we've already said is just, it, it was the acting, like the acting was just so rough. I really had a hard yeah. time watching this one and, and this, some of the other stuff story wise. I'm like, I'm just not, I'm not scared of Freddie. I, I don't, the acting is horrible. The, you know, these characters are just cookie cutter high school kids that are, you know, you can tell. I like to get lost in a movie and, and pretend that I'm not watching a movie that I'm just watching people going about their lives, but with the dialogue and the way the story is structured and the situations that people are put in, I felt like I was being told a story mm-hmm. and I don't want to be told a story. I want to watch something and pretend as if I'm not being told a story. I'm just watching life happen. Yes. And I didn't get that from this movie. It was just too, the writing was just not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what about how the story itself gets resolved? Like the way the whole thing ends, you've got the little kid, um, Freddie trying to cry, trying to imply that he's the father because we know biologically he's not the father, but kind of that whole thing at the end, um, you know, the kid kind of temporarily makes himself look like Freddie to try to trick him into mm-hmm. saying, you know, I want to learn from you. I want to be, you know, I, I want a dad. I want, you know, all this other stuff. Um, how did you feel about how the, how the movie got resolved? How, I, defeating him in the end. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Part of me wants to say it seemed weak. Part of me wants to say seemed predictable. Um, I don't know. The whole thing was just kind of bland for me. I mean, I, I didn't feel. 
you know how a good story, okay, you know that the good people, the good guys will probably win in the end. But the story, if it's really good, it's going to make you guess, right? It's going to make you guess whether, okay, are these people going to get out or not? Or how's it going to, this, I I don't know, John, I wish I could be more specific with you, but it just kind of fell flat for me. I, I didn't, the resolution at the end, okay, the kid stepped up and I can't, how did they, how did they even kill Freddie? How did they get rid of him? Well, it was kind of a combination of the mother. Okay. Um, it was, yeah, let me, let me think about it. I, 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 like, okay, pushed so, it. I pushed it out of my mind so much that I just. Well, and it's, and it's, I think that's really, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think that kind of sums it up. The story mm-hmm. really didn't like, we, we're both sitting here and it's just like, dude, how did, how did this end? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, it, it, it just kind of ended. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, you had the, the friend who was the, I think she was the one that was a swimmer. Um, she ends up going to the asylum in the real world and finds uh, the skeleton of his mother who had been the, the nun. Right. Uh, Amanda Kruger. And in the dream world, she is, um, what was the girl's name? Alice in the dream, <laughs> the irony that the dream world, her name is Alice. Um, Alice and her unborn son, Jacob, who is, um, you know, he's obviously looking like he's 10 years old in the dream world. Um, they somehow managed to pull Freddie out because there's that whole scene where like she and Freddie are stuck together. Right. Cause she's trying to pull Freddie out of her, like out of yes. her, out of her unborn yes. child. And then somehow then Jacob ends up destroying Freddie. I don't remember exactly how he does it, but he's, he's destroys him somehow. And that Freddie's, essence is absorbed back into his mother i think and that um um, the unborn child is absorbed back into alice and then he's a little baby again and i don't know and then amanda i don't know if she takes away did he go back to being baby freddy i want to say he went back to being baby freddy and the mother picked him up and kind of carried him away and it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna take care of this i'll i'll lock him away I think I th- from what I remember, that's, that's how it happened. But again, it, you know, it was just one that I was like, okay, let's just, um, got other stuff to do here. So, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's just, you know, like, like, the twins, <laughs> like the twin guys in matrix reloaded, Can we move it along, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Now, um, did you recognize uh 10 year old or whatever, however old he was uh 10 year old Jacob in the dream world? Did you recognize where that kid is also from? Um, no. Uh, yes. Yes, I did. It's not so scary. Kind of looks like a big duck. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I almost want to, I mean, that would almost would have made the end of this movie even better if he would have just said that to Freddie. Yeah, I know. Or if there was like been a, a blast. It's not that scary. It just looks like a giant, bird chicken. or something like a giant chicken, chicken or something yeah giant chicken. chicken yeah yeah i think it would this movie would have been better if there were velociraptors that went after mm-hmm. freddy oh yeah i'd watch that oh i'd buy that for a dollar <laughs> yeah so uh underwhelming to say the least i mean i guess if you're if you're a purist and you're uh, you want to complete your um viewing of the nightmare on elm street movies i guess you got to watch this one and and i i guess some of the later ones um kind of went back and forth between being 
a little bit, a little bit better and right. Like some of them as they tried to reboot it a little bit and, um, um, you know, I know they, they tried to make some changes and, uh, Robert England, I think played Freddie for most of those movies, uh, except for the more recent one where they had, um, Jackie Earl Haley played Freddie in that one, but I haven't seen really other than the first one. I really have not seen, I don't think I've seen the other ones from beginning to end. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I might be curious enough to go see the remake that they did several years ago, but it's been a while since they've made any of these. So, you know, clearly they, they kind of tapped out on their, uh, on their Freddie options. Cause they haven't really made any other new ones in the last several years. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, and it's hard cause I get, you know, we, you know, the audience wants more. The movie houses want to make more money. I mean, I get it. So any of these movies that start to have too many sequels, I mean, I get it. But you, you just got to be real careful doing it because, other, you know, you got to show us why should we care about this? Why do we care about watching these characters again? You know, and I just, I mean, I think the fact, and I hope, you know, maybe you want to edit it out, but I think it's like, how did it end, John? Oh, well, I... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that fits. Uh, I think that sums it all up, you mm-hmm. know? I, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, are you ready for five questions? I was born ready, John. Born ready for, born ready for the five questions related to yes, this Yes, I was. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Five questions. I want to play a game. Not each traveler five questions. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, were they cycles or? They look like psychos. Is that what they look like? They were vampires. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a f- how crazy they are. Please, mister, this is insane. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant because it's definitely getting chiseled on your tombstone. Okay, so question number one. Uh, think of another series of movies that obviously there's there's the first one and then there's several sequels, most likely. Uh, what's another movie in a series where you could tell it was starting to go downhill? Well, I'd say Rocky. Um, really? Wait, you're saying a movie in the series where it started to go downhill? Yeah. Um, which which Rocky movie? I'm curious. Well, well I'm... Here's the thing. I enjoyed Rocky Five. I'll watch it. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. I love all the Rocky movies. But when you compare Rocky Five to Rocky, mm-hmm. I mean, much less Rocky Two or Three or you know, when, when like Rocky Five, where okay, Tommy Gunn, and then he's out on the street and he's fighting and all that, and he's dealing with the brain damage, and it it seems like that kind of that went astray. Then when you get into Rocky Balboa, it's like dang, this is back. This one's like, this is a Rocky. I love Rocky Balboa and the Creed movies are fantastic. Okay. Um, see, see, I think that's why I initially reacted by asking you like, Oh really? Because I, I think I was, when you said Rocky, I was like, wait a minute. Do you not like everything after Rocky five? <laughs> okay. So that's, but I guess that's my question. Like maybe mm-hmm. I didn't understand the nature of the question. Do you mean like it starts to go downhill and like, good night, we're done. Or do you mean it's like, I mean like from, from kind of that point on, it didn't really recover. Okay. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give you my two examples that I had. And I, one of them, I came to me right away. And the other one came to me as you were talking, um, you know, a little bit earlier, my original example is the original 
um, Batman movies. Okay. Yes. So not not yep. the Christopher Nolan ones, but after right. after Batman eighty nine, and I've, I I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I and I to give it a fair shot. I should go back and watch it. Um, I even as a kid have never been a fan of Batman Returns. Um, really, I don't know. There's just there's just for some reason I did not like that movie as a kid, um, mm-hmm. and and I, I really haven't I haven't watched it that much as an adult. So I to give it a fair shake, I got to go back and watch it again. Um, okay. But from that point on, and, and I didn't hate Batman Forever, mm-hmm. but I kind of you know once you hit I think once you hit um, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Then from that point on, to me, if if you set the tone of Batman '89 and you say this is what the Batman universe is going to be like, right? And then in the next movie, you introduce these eccentric characters like mm-hmm. um, you know Christopher Walken's character, like the way that Catwoman became Catwoman, and the like weird, crazy caricature penguin stuff with the penguin. Then it kind of like maybe it went too far into Tim Burton realm, um, right? You know, I, I was totally fine with the way Batman '89 was, and then from Batman Returns, then you go Batman Forever, and you're you're almost like full on comic book. Mm-hmm. Okay, weird, I get you. weird quirkiness now, and it, so for yeah. me, that's probably the one I think of off the top of my head. The other one that I thought of was Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. Um, okay, because, Pirates. Because I we watched we loved the first one, and I've I've watched the first one over and over and over again. Um, we went to go see Sharon and I went to go see the second one in the theater. And Mm -hmm. I want to say we almost walked out of that movie just because we were so bored. Yeah. And then after that, we, I don't think we ever saw any of the other ones after that. Got it. Got it. Okay. uh, So Pirates of the Caribbean two is funny. I've, I've gone to see it or tried to watch it between theater and home five times. Hmm. And I've always fallen asleep. Okay. But I've fallen asleep in different, areas so mm-hmm. i've seen the movie five times but mm-hmm. it's like five completely different movies to me gotcha. like i have no idea like i i don't know how to assemble it i don't know i, I i'm yeah yeah so okay i get pirates of the caribbean I, and i guess i get what you're saying yeah like the rocky thing that doesn't fit because they recovered in a big way so you know listening audience before you know if dennis is listening to this he <laughs> fell off his chair and now yeah. you know Okay. Yeah. Well, that's I what. Guess, no, I I get what you're saying about the Rocky Five thing. I guess. I guess when I was thinking of this question, I was thinking of what's a movie series that kind of started to go downhill and didn't recover. I got it. I got you. What you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Because I agree with you on Rocky Five. It's definitely the weakest one of all of them. You know, it's it's right, one. But it recovered. Not that I not that I hate it, but it's the one I'm of all the ones. Kind of like I mentioned, Attack of the Clones earlier. If you give me a choice between watching any Rocky movie, I'm always going to choose Rocky Five last. Yeah, I'm trying to think of ones that like went downhill. I mean, I guess the later police academies mm, kind of mm-hmm. did that, you know. Um, I, I think the, you know, maybe the RoboCop movie. Well, there were only three RoboCop movies. Maybe the Highlander. Yeah. Maybe the Highlander movies. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. You know, that would be one. Um, yeah, but other than that, I mean, you know, when you get to those later sequels, it's just kind of built in. You know, mm-hmm. unless you're doing something like the Avengers or Lord of the Rings or something like that, you just know that you make the first movie, everyone's going to love it. As you make the second movie, um, you know, unless you do something big, it's just going to be like, okay, the people that are going to come back and watch it are the diehards and then on from mm-hmm. there. Yeah. You know, you know, the notable expressions being like Godfather Part Two or Dark Knight or something like that. Right. Okay. Here's one. Um, 
and I just totally lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? <laughs> Shoot. Transformers. Oh, yeah. Transformers. As that one went, it's kind of like, yeah. 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 But then there's Bumblebee, and Bumblebee was a straight-up awesome movie. Right. But I guess you did have a whole bunch of stinkers before that. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Well, question number two is, uh, what did you, so in this movie we have, uh, the kids are graduating high school at the beginning of this movie, and -hmm. they're talking about going off, taking a trip to to France and doing all kinds of other stuff. So... um, very briefly, what did you do right after high school graduation? Did you did you travel at all? Did you work? Did you just hang out at home and play video games? High school graduation. Um, I think I worked. Okay. I finished up, worked on a farm. So I finished up the summer there. Um, said goodbye to my, you know, then girlfriend, now wife, Tammy, because she was already in school. Okay. Um, she had got, well, she came home for the summer, but she had been in college for, you know, she had been in uh, college. She was in a college like one, like a year before me. Okay. And then, um, so I guess that was it. Pretty much just kind of, you know, hung out and did a lot of, dude, honestly, kind of like did the same stuff I do every summer. <laughs> same thing we do every night, mm-hmm. Pinky. Try to take over the world. Just mm-hmm. kind of hung out, was out on the water a whole lot. And like, Water skied, tubed, watched movies, ate good food. Nice. Water skied, water, Bueller. Yeah, bad. that's kind. Of, that's kind of that was kind of my summer. What about mm-hmm. you, man? What did yeah. you do after graduating high school? Well, complete tangent because you mentioned Pinky and the Brain. Did you hear they're bringing back Animaniacs? Oh, now I'm excited. I because we have a we have a Hulu trial right now, and mm-hmm. so I've been introducing Nora to Animaniacs, and she loves it. That's awesome. Um. And one of the voice actors, she already knows because there's a, a, a CD set that she has of like these audio stories that she listens to. And, um, you know, we've watched a couple of Pinky and the Brains before, but now we're just watching through the Animaniacs. Like they have all yeah. of the seasons of Animaniacs. And I saw the other day that the actor who plays um, uh, Wacko. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jess Harnell is his name. He's also a lead singer in a band and all kinds mm-hmm. of other stuff. He tweeted out that they're bringing back um, a new Animaniacs. Wow. So looking forward to that. And Animaniacs was Warner, right? Yeah. So that's like the, the, the Bugs Bunny-esque world? Yep. yep. Okay. You yep. know what? And Dennis is going to be really happy to hear me say this. I think it's time. I think we're going to watch some Looney Tunes this weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I really, yeah. Do you, do you, have, uh, do you have Hulu? No. No okay. Hulu. Because they have a bunch of, now that we've got this, this trial for about a month or so, um, they have a bunch of like the Tiny Toon Adventures, the Animaniacs, mm-hmm. the all kinds of stuff. And they probably have a bunch of um, Looney Tunes stuff on there too that I just haven't got around to yet. But. Right. Now, Tiny Toons, who are the Tiny Toons? Tiny Toons was, was Looney Tunes. It was like Little Bugs Bunny. It was Little... That's um, right. Okay. Little Daffy Duck. You know, it was kind of like the, the, their version of the Muppet Babies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, right after high school graduation, um, that was, uh, let's see, right after high school graduation, I went and I was working on helping my grandfather uh, kind of finish building his house. So he okay, had cool. started building his house and uh, he uh, mostly done at that point, but kind of putting on some of the finishing touches and 
you know, I, I've never been a ridiculously handy person, but I can definitely, you mm-hmm. know, nail a few things and, and uh, paint a few things here and there. So I kind of helped him finish off his house, uh, cool. you know, help, help with some of the electrical stuff, things like that. And um, so that was most of my summer. And I, I ended up actually, I ended up getting kind of stranded in Missouri for a little bit because on my way down there, um, I actually wrecked my car Oh, and it was, it was just completely messed up. What did you uh, do? uh, I was, I was driving down. I was driving. uh, I'd actually gotten most of the way there. I had about an hour left to go and I was um, coming through Springfield, Missouri. And Mm -hmm. As I'm driving, all of a sudden, and, and thankfully it, it happened where it happened, so I only ended up going into the ditch and not into like, um, there's a lot of uh, kind of the, the side of the road there is a lot of like, they've blasted through a mountainside, so it's a lot of rock. Ah, so yeah, thank, okay. Thankfully I didn't go into that, but yeah. um, I ended up, I was driving and I the wheel just kind of all of a sudden jerked in my hand. Okay. And I lost control and I ended up going into the ditch at about 70 some miles an hour. Um, God, geez, completely Louise. messed up the front of my car and, yeah. um, you know, ended up taking them probably about, I, it ended up being probably about six to eight weeks to repair. Okay. So, and I kind of was just like, you know what, I'll, I'll stay here over the summer. I was kind of planning to help, uh, help my grandpa fix up his house anyway. So, um, I'll stick around. I got stranded kind of a little bit longer than I expected to. And, mm-hmm. um, so that was kind of my, that was the start of my summer, um, uh, right before high school graduation. Oh, geez. So, okay. So that, yeah, was, that was a lot of fun. I'm just glad you didn't end up at, you know, in the hospital or something like I, that. I'm man. glad that too, would... like in the, in the side of a mountain or at the hospital. Or... Yeah. 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 No kidding. You know, so it gave me a new perspective on life, came back, got engaged and went off to college. There you go. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, number three, if you could have any movie villain fight Freddie, who would you pick? Movie villain fight yeah. Freddy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I went with uh, Pinhead from the Hellraiser movies. Okay. I thought that would be kind of a good, you know, kind of a equally grotesque. You know, they they've probably both got the similar powers to each other, and you know, if if it's if it's Freddy that's like full on in control of nightmares and and all that stuff, then um, you know, I, I'd pick somebody like like a, a pinhead from Hellraiser, or if you could kind of embody this as, as a person, which they kind of do. Um, I can't imagine you've seen this movie, but you, I'm sure you've heard of the movie event horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is still to this day. I don't even know when we get to 97. I think that's what year it was when we get to 97. I'm not even sure I can watch that movie. Yeah. Like it's that, it's that scary. And okay. you know, just, it, I won't go into the whole premise of the movie, but the idea is a, a ship in space. Um, you it know, finds this, a rift to hell. It, it right? finds a rift and it's supposed to be like this warp rift that allows it to bend space and time so it can travel farther. Uh, but apparently the gateway that it opened was not a black hole. It was a portal to hell and, and Whoops. Uh, it comes back possessed. So well, good. It's, you have this nightmare ship and, and yeah, it's, it's all kinds of bad. So, that to me, that would be kind of an interesting one. I know they did uh, Jason in space. Um, I forget which one of the Friday the Thirteenth movies that was, but they did mm-hmm. a Jason in space at one point. So I kind of figured you could take Freddy and drop him on that ship, and you know, I don't know if that would really fight Freddy, but yeah, huh? Maybe you could have Pinhead and Freddy fight on the ship from Event Horizon. That would be cool. That'd be good. We'll do that. That would be cool. I, you know what? Here's the problem with this question is it's, it's, it's late at night. And this is one of those questions that like when the parents tell you at the sleepover, like turn the lights out, go to bed mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, 
And then they come down and are like, no, we mean it. Turn everything off. It's time mm-hmm. to go to bed. Okay. And then you end up like staying up for the next four hours discussing a question mm-hmm. very much like this. Mm-hmm. So who would be awesome? Like who wouldn't be awesome? Mm-hmm. You know, Khan, Khan, Nooney, and Singh. I mean, that would be, be outstanding. Um, Darth Vader, that would be outstanding. That'd be um, good. What was the other one I was going to say? Magneto. What about Magneto? That would have been mm-hmm. awesome. Like, well, I, that's, did you, you cut out there for a second, but I don't know. Did you, did you say Wolverine? I did not say Wolverine. Okay, I, because um, it's not a, it's not a villain, but I'm thinking like, okay, well, he's got the, he's got the glove with the, with the razors on him. Yeah. Uh, what if you had like, I mean, cause Wolverine is constantly having nightmares, um, mm-hmm. especially in those early movies. What if you had Wolverine and Freddy fight each other? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Ju- well, see if if because Wolverine, take- Wolverine's not going to die. He's he's going to no. constantly heal, which I'm sure Freddie would love because then he can just keep tormenting him. And mm-hmm. and then we get into the Dormammu, I've come to bargain with you type thing. Right, right. I I just you know I mean first of all you said villains, so mm-hmm. I'm you know I said it reminds me of that superpower beatdown thing. Right. It, you know, but I would say Magneto. Magneto would be awesome. That'd be a good. One. Um, but if 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 it can be. If if I'm if I'm granted Wolverine, then I'll just say anything. I'll take Wolverine. Okay, that's that's kind yeah. of what I figured. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, bam, that's it. Like, if you want any verses, you know, Wolverine. Put Wolverine okay. in there. Okay. Freddy versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That would be cool. That could be fun. Oh, now I'm gonna be up all night. Thanks, Thanks John. Freddy. Freddy versus Shredder. Oh, that'd be a good one. Oh yeah, because the turtles, uh, the the villain thing. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Freddy versus Shredder. Yeah, I could have all kinds of fun with this. <sighs> all right, well we'll move on to number four then. Number four, what is the most innovative death scene in a movie or TV show? Most innovative. Most innovative. Well, it's gotta like, be something like inventive. Like you know, you you watch it and you go, huh, that's disturbing, but it's also at the same time kind of creative. Well, it's got to be something out of Bond, you know. Okay. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Mm-hmm. You expect him um, to talk? Uh, yeah, I guess that would be it. I mean, you know, that or something like, well, you know what? Maybe the naked gun. I mean, just the humor of it. Oh, Frank, my uncle went the same way. <laughs> something like that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that one, um, that's pretty cool. <sighs> that's That's what I'd have to say, okay. you know. Now, one of the ones I was thinking of, because I, I was thinking about some of the Freddy movies, because to me, that's like some of the things that they do well in these movies is let's come up with a really creative way to play on this person's nightmare and and like a new way for them to die. Right. Okay. And that's kind of like, I think back to that first movie and the time where the kid gets sucked into his bed and then it just erupts blood all through the room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that would definitely be one of them because I I, I can't really say I've seen that in a movie, you know, before that. Um, mm-hmm. so that was, that was fairly inventive and you got to come up with all kinds of new ways of, of doing that kind of stuff. Um, I listed out a few others, like I thought, um, alien, you know, you have the scene with the, the chest burster coming out of his chest. You know, there's not too many alien movies or extraterrestrial movies where you would have had that happen before alien came out in, in 79. Right. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, I, one of the other ones I wrote down was RoboCop. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of that whole, especially it's like the last scene in the movie where, you know, he's, he thinks he's got the upper hand. He's like, you know, you can't do anything to me because, you know, I'm a, I'm a member of this corporation. And one of the rules that's built into you is you can't kill anyone. This is it. You know what? You're fired. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
so I, stuff like that, you know, like this, when there's kind of a, when there's a little bit of a twist to the, the way the death ends up happening. Right. All right. Well, question number five, who would you cast if you had to find somebody who you felt like was just creepy enough, but also kind of quirky and funny enough to play Freddy in a new movie? Um, I want to say that the last, I was going to look this up real fast because I didn't look it up before the last um, nightmare on Elm street movie was several years ago now. Like might even be, Oh man, might almost even be uh 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. So 2010, they tried to do kind of a, I, th- I think it was kind of a reboot. Um, so you have nightmare on Elm street five, the one that we were watching for this episode. Then you have uh, apparently one that most people do not like at all is uh, Freddy's dead. The final nightmare. Okay. And then you had uh, Wes Craven came back for Wes Craven's new nightmare. Uh, and then you have Freddy versus Jason which is kind of the, the one where you have the two of them fighting each other. And then you have a nightmare on Elm street that came out in 2010. And that was the first time that you had a, I think that was the first time you had a new actor playing Freddie and it was um, Jackie Earl Haley. You know, he's a uh, uh, Rorschach from Watchmen. Mm-hmm. So he was mm-hmm. one playing Freddie in that one. So if they were to come back with another one, it's been almost 10 years. Uh, if they were to come back with another one, what actors do you think could pull off a good Freddie? Uh, the guy from Army of Darkness. Oh, Bruce Campbell? What's his? Yeah, I think Bruce Campbell could be a good Freddy. That could be funny. I mean, that would definitely be the more funny side of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I, I cheated just a little bit, and I okay. had read something not too long ago about someone who wants to play Freddy if they ever decide to. Like, he's he said publicly, if, if they ever make another Nightmare on Elm Street movie, I would love to play Freddy Krueger. So, and, and as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, actually, you know what, that that could be pretty good. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I could go for that. Um, Kevin Bacon. Okay. Like I know he's been in a lot of like some of the, the uh, oh gosh, what was it called? Not true crime. Um, maybe it's called true crime. Well, I, I forget, but he's been in a, uh, he's been in a couple of different uh, TV shows lately. And um, I think that he's just, I think he can do creepy. Yes. Like, I think he could do creepy just well enough that he would make a good Freddy. Okay. So, I, yeah, I saw that. I was like, huh. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I could, I, could, cool. I could go with that. Good on him for that. Yeah. I, here's my struggle with the recasting questions. It's always like I'm always thinking of someone that's played some, you know, a similar character before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you know, whenever they replace these guys in the movies, they're always so successful when they've got – they get someone that's like, really, you're going to cast this person in there. And then they're fantastic. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of like, you know, we always say, Oh, we don't want this person to become typecast in the role that they're playing. Mm-hmm. But I think we tend to do that. Right. Because whenever we ask these questions, we always plan someone that's done a role similar, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I struggle with these questions for that reason. I think I was thinking of another one too. I think that one that could be interesting is um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. After seeing him in the Joker. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's there's, there's a lot about that, that it just, it's just like creepy enough. And the way he, the way he moves in that movie, like the way he uses his body to just move in a very fluid and, and creepy way. Um, I think he could probably be really good at, 
at something like that. Cool. Now, I, I was trying to remember, there was uh, Jeremy Renner, the guy that played um, <laughs> in Avengers, uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. He, he actually played in a movie. I think he played Jeffrey Dahmer in a, in a movie yeah. several years ago. He, so he played as, he's played a serial killer. Um, you know, I thought in a way, like imagining like his face and, and put the creepy, like Freddie makeup on it. I'm like, you know what? Actually, I could see that too. Yeah. I could see him and he being maybe a good choice for something like that. I, and then now I'm, I mean, kind of curious to go back and watch some of these that I haven't seen before. I, I don't think I'm going to, I, there's definitely a few that I don't really want to watch, but I think I would be curious to go back and see some of the times where they kind of tried to reboot it and see how mm-hmm. that went. So I, I might do that at some point just to, just to see what they've tried. But obviously I, people didn't seem to react very well to the most recent one. Um, so I, I'm sure it's probably, probably give or take out whether or not I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not a, I'm not a diehard Nightmare on Elm Street fan, but I'd just be curious to see. I like Jackie Earl Haley and a lot of the other stuff he's been in. So I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, you've, you've made it through most of the month of October. So I think you're doing pretty well. I'm doing what I can, John. I'm doing what I can. These two weren't bad. And then what's next? Yeah. I mean, uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got uh, Leviathan and Shocker, and that's it. Okay. Then, then we're done. Then we're moving on. I, I I guess starting November we've got The Abyss, and that's a little bit of a horror type movie, but yeah, it's I a little like bit more Abyss, of like a sci fi horror. So yeah, I saw The Abyss when it came out. Okay, okay. That was that was a family movie we went okay. and saw. Okay. So uh, and then then we're full on into uh, for you know looking into November we've got The Abyss, we've got Back to the Future two, uh, we got Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, we got Star Trek five. Oh, that's so, just fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, then on December, we've got Christmas Vacation, Say Anything, When Harry Met Sally, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, fun. Okay. So we're going to have a we're gonna have a good end of the year. I just called to say I love you. Ed Rooney's office. Ferris Bueller's online, too. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. What am I doing? I'm talking to an empty telephone. I don't understand. Because there was a dead man on the other end of this Maybe. I guess you should have called. I did call. Earlier when using the phone. Earlier when was that? Or later when then I uh, left a message. A message? What number did you call? Two, four, niner... Five, six, seven, eight. I can't hear you. You're trailing off. And did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? No, it was cordless. Mm-hmm. You know what? Don't. Not here. Not now. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Shoot. She knew it was me. Hey, guys. This is the 30-something movie podcast super fan Jason Colvin calling in just to comment a little bit on Pet Cemetery. Uh, I am a big Stephen King fan. I love his books, but... Uh, this movie is rough. Um, overall, just kind of an unpleasant experience, much like Joker, the movie, in my opinion. Um, kind of a rough spot of 89 movies. I'm, I'm ready to kind of move on to Bill and Ted's and The Abyss and Christmas Vacation. You guys are doing a great job. Looking forward to what you guys have for us at the end of the year. Um, you guys do a great job. Appreciate you all. And uh, love, love to hear what you guys got for us later. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. 
Hey, Jason, thanks so much for giving us a, a call into the voicemail line. Uh, always appreciate all the interactions we've had with you on Twitter and having you in here on the on the show as a guest host the, the couple of times. And um, yeah, I, I'll agree with you. Like these, a lot of these Halloween movies that we've been doing for this month are not ones that I really had ever seen before. And um, I'm not really too sure that I'm feeling the 1989 horror movies. Yeah, I'm not sure that the, the quality is quite there, but... You know, uh, there were some other good ones kind of throughout the year and, um, you know, some that maybe you can kind of push into that horror realm, but this definitely does seem to be kind of a low spot for horror movies in the, as we, uh, round out the eighties here and, uh, yeah, definitely a, definitely a bit of a rough patch in terms of our movies. I don't think Nightmare on Elm Street five probably helped that very much, but, uh, definitely with Pet Cemetery, that was, a was a bit of a bit of a down point but uh yeah and I, and I know that you weren't a big fan of the joker movie uh based on what i saw and uh kind of interacted back and forth with you on twitter but um yeah definitely so but we've got we've got some great movies as we mentioned just before playing your voicemail here we got some great movies coming up at the end of the year here uh rounding out november and december so hope you're going to enjoy those and uh we'll look forward to some other great movies in 1990 as we head into the 90s here pretty soon so thanks again for calling in that's going to do it for this time around. Uh, so thank you for being here, Pat. Thank you, John. And again, if you have any thoughts on the movies that we've talked about, you want to share those thoughts, feel free to jump over to uh, what we affectionately call the love line, the voicemail line. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to 30podcast.com. Uh, check out the phone numbers there for that. If you want to call in, leave a message there. If you want to tweet at us, uh, Insta- Instagram at us. I don't know if Instagram's a verb. Instagram. Instagram us. Instagram us. Instagram us. That just sounds like I've misconjugated a, a Latin verb. Hey, you conjugate. Well, okay. Well, we're just going to stop no, there. That's, yeah. Um, so anyway, however you verbal verbalize, verbal, I don't even know. It's late. Um, mm-hmm. Verbal, 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 verbal. Verbal. Uh, however you want to get us a message and share your thoughts on some of these movies. Uh, we would love to hear from you. So please go to 30 podcast.com and get in touch with us. However you would like to and share your thoughts on these movies. Maybe you've loved nightmare on Elm street five and we are just completely wrong. I'm going to affectionately say no, but nope. we would love to hear what you think about it. So sure. Let us know, get us a message. Uh, tell us what your worst nightmare is. If you want to, I don't know. I'm your worst nightmare. I'm your worst nightmare. All right. Okay, that's oh man. It's just you see when we do that, I just start thinking of like, okay, what year is that movie? And now what other movies uh, are that year? And what are we, I know, just down the rabbit hole. I got all excited about Top Gun again today. Did you really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was when, talking to someone and we got onto Top Gun, and then suddenly I'm like, man, I'm I'm all re excited about that movie now. There you go. When is that one coming out again? Not soon enough. No. Not soon enough. I think sometime next year. It is. But we get Ford versus Ferrari next month. That's true. I, st- I still got to watch that one. You sent oh. me that and I still have not watched it. Oh, boy. So I got I to gotta watch that one. Uh, yeah. It's it's still listing it as 2020 for yeah, Top Gun so Maverick. Uh, apparently. Oh, man. We got to wait till next summer. We got to wait till next summer. June 26th of 2020. Oh, well, that's just next summer. That's a, I, but that's a long time. That's like eight months. Are you kidding, man? Summer's almost here. A lot can happen in eight months. A lot can take. This thing's going to be over in ten minutes. Get on it. Ten <laughs> minutes. This thing's going to be over in two minutes. Get on it. No. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we can look forward to that one too. Yes, we can. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. So thank you for being with us. Uh, come on back here next time. we got Leviathan. we got Shocker. If you want to get ahead of the game and you're looking ahead to November, which is our, I think that's our time and space month, uh, we are looking mm-hmm. at The Abyss, Back to the Future 2, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Uh, we, we might throw in there, if I get a chance to go see it in the theater, I might throw in there a Terminator um, the, oh, yeah. for, the new, for the new Terminator movie one. Um, yeah. I, I gotta say though, the one thing I'll say about that movie and then we'll, we'll sign off and, and let people go. Um, I don't like the title. What's the title? Like the, t- the title is Terminator Dark Fate. Hmm. I don't like the title. The title, I look at that title and I think that sounds like John as a 12 year old trying to come up with a scary intimidating title for the science fiction short story that he's writing in his free time um, when he's trying to be creative but he's still like 12 years old and it's only creative to a point and like every title of everything you make is dark something I don't know that's just how I feel about that one I'm, I'm, I'm not inspired by the title we'll put it that way so, but if we, if I happen to see that one in the theater, then we'll maybe throw out an episode for that one and, and give it a try. But otherwise, thank you for being here again, Pat. Well, thank you, John. This is a lot of fun. All right. Uh, we will see you all back here next time. So go watch some scary movies. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some scary movies. And we'll see you back here next time. Bye now.